Skinner, Dean and Cochran. Together, The Frank Skinner Show. Absolute Radio. And this is Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio with Emily Dean and Alan Cochran. Hey! Text the show on 812.15, follow us on Twitter at Frank on the Radio, or email the Absolute Radio website. You choose. YouTube. YouTube. Oh, We're on extraordinary, everything. extraordinary start to the show. <laughs> We're on everything. Yeah. Frank, it's very nice to have you back. I don't like you being off. Yeah, you say that, but you oh, get to sit in, the, in Daddy's chair. <laughs> <laughs> That's the best like view of the telly. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I like Daddy's chair. Oh, yeah, I know. You do, I can tell. I've made it nice and warm for you. Well, you fill it admirably, I must say. But How dare you? It's very oh. nice. <laughs> oh, God, I mean that. <laughs> yeah, I noticed the sidearms seem to be a little <laughs> further apart than they were. <laughs> no, it's, uh, it is lovely to be back. As I think, I think it was Gary... Oh, no. <laughs> Sorry, everyone. Maybe um, it was, maybe, we didn't, maybe it was Gary didn't know. Newman. No, we, we didn't, didn't know. know. We didn't. Gary Newbon said. Um, yeah, I what was wrong? Uh, can I establish? Because can I just say at this point, we need to establish some sort of euphemistic phrase for when you're next ill. Because I didn't quite know what was wrong. I didn't want to alarm the readers or the nation. No. Um, and in my confusion. Um, I ended up calling Daisy Daily because I just oh, so yeah. didn't know what to say. Mm. Um, mm. But what was you had you had a sore throat? Is that right? But the, the problem with that is, of course, is that da- Daisy's daily. surname is Knight, so Daily <laughs> Knight. Yeah. That that's that is confusing, isn't it? it is. um, obviously, there is a Daily Knight if you yeah. think about it. Yeah, but, but if because you think about it too long, because really one often separates the bigger form of day into day yeah. and night, one becomes mm. confused by that concept. I had well. Basically, my voice had gone. Oh. Uh, you can probably still hear the vapor trail of my mm-hmm. illness. Yeah. But um, so yeah, I spent much of the week um, well gargling. Oh. No. I I saw um, two different doctors accidentally. They just happened to come to the stand-up show I was doing, and oh. they came backstage after, and said, uh, "Your voice sounds terrible. You should gargle um, soluble aspirin." So that's what I did. They both said the same thing. That's good. Yeah. That's, like, if one of them had said gargle soluble, soluble aspirin and the other had said, whatever you do, do not gargle soluble <laughs> That's a thing that other doctors say and it's terrible. For like. the first time in my life, and accidentally, I got what could only be termed a second opinion. Brilliant. Yeah. <laughs> so I did it. Um, although I, I bought, now here's the thing, I bought soluble aspirin, but it wasn't soluble aspirin. Oh, what was now, it? Now, it's either... Did you bought some guy called Spider in West London? <laughs> they've either changed the name of soluble aspirin or there are, there are variations on solubility. Right. But it was called dispersible aspirin. Oh, no way. And it, now it did what soluble aspirin did, but I did think, well, have I got the wrong... Is this, does this not... Does this spread a bit more? Do you know what I think? That's like Calvin Classic pants. Do you think? Yeah. yeah. It's think not the real one. Oh, no. Was it cheaper? Were <laughs> yeah. you giving it away? I'll have to gargle it. <laughs> 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 now, uh, <clears throat> gargling, though, I've never gargled so much in my life. Oh, and welcome it, to my world. No, but I'll tell you what I realised. I realised that um, there's a bit more to gargling than uh, than you might think. You think you just, you know, no. have some liquid and go, oh... <laughs> There's quite a few <clears throat> techniques. That's, that's ululating that you did then, isn't it? If you gargle three times a day, it's yeah. a bit like, you know the old outliers, 20,000 hours? Yes. By the end of the week, my gargling was 
It's a bit like keepy-oppy, Garfield. <laughs> <laughs> but with liquid. <laughs> I was really quite... I was doing all sorts of variations. I found that if you made um, a noise, you know, if you sort yeah. of went, ah, oh, instead of just... That it changed the bits of the throat that you... Like were. a kazoo. Yeah, a bit yeah. like a kazoo. <laughs> I found that I've got a friend in Jesus was the <laughs> ideal... Um, <clears throat> oh, 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 you would. Seem to cover... Yeah, it's true, though. Seem to cover everything. So it's... Um, How's the romantic side of your relationship with Kath going? <laughs> well, I, d- I, I didn't do it in the kitchen. I went okay. into, the, into the privacy of the toilet. Poor Kath. But poor woman. Um, I think gargling, if there's any children listening, I think gargling is to... You know, when you at school and you play the recorder and then that point comes, if you're doing all right, the teacher says, I think you could switch to the clarinet. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I think we're gargling. Someone comes I'm worried says, where this is going. But. Someone could say to you, you know what? I think you're ready to yodel. Oh. <laughs> absolute, absolute, absolute radio. Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. The other thing, the other thing I had was I had a really bad bat last week. Oh. oh that did wouldn't you? have stopped me doing the show, but it was. How bad was it? Well, put it this way. It was made worse by gargling. Oh. Because the arching of the back. Yeah, I mean, yeah. what a terrible, vicious circle I found myself trapped in. <laughs> yeah. So How much the, do you arch? So the... Well, you have to arch quite a bit, otherwise you just... Yeah, you know. <laughs> yeah, I do. He does it lying on the floor and he gargles, just pulls his head back. He's got, like, a fountain of mouthwash that he gargles with. <laughs> I can't gargle because I'm paranoid about the neighbours. I mean, I say that. I don't mind them seeing me taking the bins out in a rabbit onesie. <laughs> but still... None of that was a euphemism, by the way. This was... <laughs> what you should do is do it in a fox onesie. <laughs> so they think it's like a fox getting in the bins. <laughs> yeah, I just wear my urban fox pyjamas. I spilt red wine on the rabbit onesie. It was awful. It looked like water shipped down. Well, it, um, I, why would they mind the gargling, though? Just because it's a bit of an unpleasant sound. I'm going to tell you, you see, I don't feel that anymore. I, f- I, feel it's, um, yeah. I feel it's an acquired skill. Mm. And why did the back... What was, why did the back affect the gargling that much, though? How bad is the back? Well, it's better now, but it was, really. And the trouble was, people would say to me, you know, what happened to your back? And I'm, I, I made a point, I think, on the show a while back, that when you get older... Yeah. Injuries don't come with an anecdote anymore. Mm. <laughs> so people say, uh, young people say to you, "Oh, bad back. What happened?" And you go, "Nothing. <laughs> yeah. I just, ha- I just, a bad back happened. I don't have an exciting. Oh, I had a couple of drinks. And we're trying to get over this wall, and uh, these guys, there was these guys at Giles said to me, "Oh, come on, because some really good, some really good grass back at my house." And then I fell off the. I don't have any of those. You just wake up and think, "Ow." That's how it goes. I'm still reeling from the idea of you having a friend called Giles. Well, that's, that's somebody else telling the well, story. Dudley. Obviously, but, um, yeah, so I had a cough and back. Mm, fine. Cough and back. <laughs> yeah, I wrote the tales of Hoffman. <laughs> that's the first ever Jacques Offenbach joke I think there's been on Absolute Radio. Yeah, I didn't get it. I didn't get that's it. all right. I'm just, that, but aren't you just glad it exists? Yeah, if that's what you it's want. It's like yeah. modern art and experimental <laughs> theatre. You don't have to enjoy it. I'm just glad it exists. Quite <laughs> some s- strange tweets come in. I wonder how many times the cockerel will crow Venn diagram this week. Anyone else notice how often he says it? Oh, really? No. Oh, is that one of your phrases, is Must it? Must be one of my go-to phrases. <laughs> but the idea of the cockerel crowing has made me think it'd be worth watching him uh, gargle. Would it have a, an element of... <laughs> 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 I think it. feel self-conscious gargling in front of you. 
just you would in front of me because I know about garbage. Yeah, don't you? <laughs> yeah, I'd be saying, "Oh, it's a bit. Uh, you're a bit low on the Larry. I think you're sounding a bit toppy. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, you need to just take the uh, take the edge off that. It's <laughs> my advice. Um, well, you know, you know, you watch the Winter Olympics and you do get that sense. If I really put some time in <laughs> on any one of these events, I could medal in four years' time. Yeah, yeah. someone got a gold after doing it for five years. That's not happening in the World Cup, is it? No, yeah. there's a lot of that going on. It's Vanessa ridiculous. May, yeah, Vanessa May <laughs> skiing. No, but thanks for the tip. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> absolute, absolute, absolute radio. Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. Frank, you know we haven't discussed this morning. The, oh, lots of stuff. Well, the the Brits and the Baftas. Oh yes. Because it was awards week. You may have been at home in bed. Is it what they call the awards season? Very much so. Well done for getting that right. Good. Uh, Caroline Scanlon has tweeted as please can the panel discuss the insightful comments from the Arctic monkeys at the Brits. Yes. Well, in case you didn't see this, um, Alex Turner. That's oh, well called. done, Frank. Patronising. The old guy did good. <laughs> um, I feel like I should be on a sort of petrol-powered lawnmower and dungarees at this stage. Mm-hmm. See, he called uh, Alex Alex Turner. Is that his name? That that, that dude. Um, yeah, he got up with it with his monkey man. He did, and uh, he did now. To be fair, how, what do you feel of the monkeys? Well, I think they're, you know, they're all right. Mm-hmm. They're too busy singing to put anybody down. Yeah, well, that's true. They're not <laughs> as good as those monkeys. No, let's, let's get that right. Um, but um, they've adopted an Arctic role. Mm-hmm. Oh, oh, things are different. Lovely. Uh, but he got up and he he, spe- he was a bit different. He, he'd, he'd obviously written and learned a sort of slightly poetic. Speech, yes. which I, I liked. Did you? Yeah, because, I was I mean, let's face it, you don't hear much poetry at the Brits. No. no. One thing, whenever I watch the Brits, I mm. always think to myself, I'm really glad I'm in comedy. Do right. you? Because I find comedians to be bright, intelligent, witty, and generally good-hearted people. The music business <laughs> is a fool magnet. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think there's any debate about that. I mean, it is I such think you're right. a gathering of fools. <laughs> <laughs> One after the next. And Did you just spend your time wondering what the collective noun is? <laughs> well, yes. And none of them paid any attention at school. A is Brit a Award Brit- ceremony of fools. <laughs> Brit of fools, yeah. <laughs> um, but so when he got at least he did have I mean don't get me wrong it was poetry that one might receive on a greetings card from a 15 year old was it but even so it was it was about rock and roll and about right. you can't yeah. rock and roll will never die which I think is a sentiment that might may have been voiced mm-hmm. before but he didn't just come up and say thanks very much he, he did a, like a bit of a poem and respect to him for, for you know for at least doing that on the night, you know, combar- he was the Shakespeare of the <laughs> evening. Right. <laughs> but then, this was, I think, the controversial bit. Yeah. He had, he had a... He was holding a microphone. He was. And he said, invoice me for the mic. And then he <laughs> dropped it on the floor. Oh. Yeah. And I just I didn't like that. You can't help uh, thinking that young, uh, young boys who like the uh, Arctic monkeys all over Britain they will be grabbing the school microphone in assembly <laughs> yeah. and saying invoice me for the mic and yeah. a lot of them won't be VAT registered that's true the, the invoices will be uh, they might uh, have their own car companies they'll be, a, they'll be an administrative nightmare <laughs> the invoices 
Yeah. So um, the number of sure SM58s that are going to be being invoiced <laughs> for yes. across the nation is going to be. Oh, awful. good knowledge, Al. Thanks very much. So, do you know uh, that made me quite attracted to you that you knew that <laughs> brand of mic? Because I don't know any mic. I think <laughs> on the night, relatively speaking, um, I thought they come out of it. Apart from the mic thing, which is at the end of the day, um, public vandalism. <laughs> um, <laughs> apart from that, they, they came out. He did come out as someone who could speak if if. <laughs> prodded mm-hmm. I tell you well it just made me feel old I agree with you and I agree with all your sentiments but I think um, I'd like to reserve a large portion of the show to discuss Prince now I would like that because I, I missed the Prince thing ok you know my views on him I missed him in the 80s and I missed him again the other night so. oh, you, you didn't miss much so um, I'm going to play um, I'm actually going to play a track of my own choice which is I think the cue for our readers to make tea and <laughs> go and see if the papers have landed on the lawn and then please clue me in on um, uh, the artist once again known as Prince you're listening to Frank Skinner's podcast from Absolute Radio Before we continue to uh, Emily's rant about Prince... Well, uh, is it going to be a rant? I suspect it's not, it's it not might, a rant. I suspect it might be one I could of be, It could be a homage. I could be involved with him. It could be For all a, you know. Mm, OK. <laughs> <laughs> the, the Prince and the Drama Queen. There oh, we go. Oh, lovely. So that's the headline. Yeah. There you go. I see Lawrence, Lawrence Olivier in that. Mm. Yeah. Uh, we've had an email in that I think displays some ignorance of the situation here. Uh, Dear Frank, Emily and the Cochrane, spelled, <laughs> spelled incorrectly. Um, Cochrane? Yeah, C-O-C-R-A-I-N. I don't, that's one of the worst misspellings of it ever. Oh, come on. People are um, joining in. Uh, yeah, OK. I was wondering if any of well, you went to the... Well, that's been said before it ended in tears. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I was wondering if any of you went to the Brit Awards this week or if you watched it on television. Uh, the email then goes on to slag off James Corden a little bit. Um, I'm not going to read that bit, no. just because it's a bit mean. Um, but they continue. Anyway... James <laughs> Corden, <laughs> wider than a mile. Lovely singing Thank voice you. there. Um, anyway, he's now not doing it anymore, which leads me to my question, dot, dot, dot. There is now a job vacancy for next year. I feel this show needs someone with confidence, a bit of age, and someone who could command respect from their audience with an added touch of humour thrown in for good measure. Speak to my agent. Someone very quick-witted, also someone who loves music, and all of a sudden I was thinking of you, Frank. (laughs) So, firstly, if you were asked to do it, would you? Secondly, if you didn't want to do it, why not? (laughs) And uh, who would you nominate? Well, um, the thing is, <laughs> um, I, I have done it, and uh, <laughs> d- it didn't go that well. <laughs> so, um, I, 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 um, I don't know if they'd ask me back. To I be think honest. that's the first time that bit of music has ever been needed <laughs> since I joined this show. So. I know, I that's because I've stopped aging. <laughs> I've thought of using it to um, to fill some of the long pauses you leave. But, uh, <laughs> but um, no, I, 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 would I do it again? That's the question, isn't it? Would I go back and think, hey, yeah, what a challenge. I no. can remember it so well. 
You, do you not want to go down I, memory lane? I remember it quite well, yeah. I can remember exactly the clothes you had on. Yes, I can remember The waistcoat, that. Uh, Union Jack waistcoat. Well, it was satin. a shirt, actually. Oh, was it? A specially made Union Jack shirt. A sati- silver sateen effect it, suit. It was, yes, yes. Well, it had to take quite a lot of sweat as <laughs> it went on. And some blood. <laughs> can I ask you a question, Frank? Why is the Brits so difficult? Why did you... Ha- why... Is it such an awful gig? Because the music business is a full magnet. <laughs> <laughs> I might as well have walked out into, um, you know, a Friday night crowd in, um, in, in, in an average town mm. of drunken fools. Yeah. And started talking to them about the, uh, the poetry of Philip Larkin. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, you know, I can't, I can't, you can't always blame your crowd. At the end of the day, it, it just went badly. Misjudged and uh, awful. Oh, God, this has really backfired, hasn't it? No, I, this is, this is my... Out, I'm just hap- happy that some people have forgotten. <laughs> it feels like we're in the psychiatrist's chair now. <laughs> this is my favourite three minutes of radio ever. <laughs> yes. Um, you know, Frank, we do need to talk about Prince. OK. Well, I think I may have mentioned before, I hate Prince. <laughs> I'm sorry, I know it's not popular opinion. I think he's so overrated. I think he's a sex pest. <laughs> I think he can't uh, spell. Can, can we say that that, that obviously is, uh, is, is a sort of, uh, yeah, a hyperbole and, and a poetic insight, not an actual um, <laughs> literal accusation. Anyway. Um, Has he still got that 14-year-old boy's moustache? I'll tell you exactly what he's got. Okay. He's decided his image. I don't know what's happened to him. And I hate his clothes were always awful anyway. <laughs> but he's now and hair. Is that my grandma? Um, he's decided to go for a different look, a bit boho. So he wears a polo neck. He's uh-huh. fifty-five. Right. He has a fedora, a polo mm. neck. It used to be a thing with actors though. <laughs> when they got a bit older, they would wear like a, a roll neck sweater to, <laughs> to cover their turkey throats. Well, that's yeah. what I think he's doing. Yeah. Purple, purple polo neck. It's very Clive Don that the, the uh, <laughs> polo neck. Polo neck, waistcoat, and pendant. Okay. It's very um, Northwest London drama teacher. It's very um, older, wiser man in Emmanuel <laughs> films. <laughs> I just think find a new look. You well, can't he has wear found a new look. No, but he? it's not the right. I think look. shop at new look. <laughs> <laughs> That's my advice to him. <laughs> New, noy look. <laughs> yeah, I, I, like I say, I, I don't know who he is, Prince. Do you lo- <laughs> I, was, I was drunk when he emerged, and then he went into a big sulk and, and, and became a symbol for a while. And oh, now, he was always sulking. And he painted on the moustache as well. Did he? Yeah, I that th- don't I make him a bad real. person. Groucho Marx did that. But no, mm. I, I don't know what, what Prince is about, but he, he seems to have a fervent following there. Oh, they love him, these Daddy. people. These people love him. Yeah, yeah, he's like royalty to them. <laughs> that, do you think that's that's what it is? Yeah, we can let's let's workshop that. Mm. Frank, Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. Absolute Radio. Had a couple of texts in uh, the day the Triffids music would be ideal for gargling. I imagine that's um, that'd be a tricky one. Isn't that a reference to Emily appearing in that? Oh, is it? Somebody that knows. I'm just assuming. I think they're just suggesting that, that if you were to recreate that... Because it's got oh, that... Yeah, I do too, register. but I thank you for reminding everyone of that. It's good that I am your sort of audio <laughs> IMDB, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> 
Uh, we've also had Frank. I'd forgotten about you presenting the bit, Brits. Thanks for the reminder. The uncomfortable bilious feeling I had at the time oh. has returned and put me off my bacon and egg butty. Yeah, imagine what my uncomfortable <laughs> bilious feeling was like. Don't come crying to me. Oh, Frank. <laughs> it's all right. I thought you did a lovely job. Everyone has to have, uh, you know, look at George Clooney and Monument Men. Yeah. What is it? Everyone has that. Everyone has that in their back catalogue. Yes. Well, of course, you know, he was in uh, ER, wasn't he? Let's not forget that he was great in ER. Mm. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Strange conversation. You know, there used to be an old black country joke when I was a lad. You're going to do ER? <laughs> the do you queen? know Yeah. Oh, about no. the queen. <laughs> yeah. OK, I won't do it. Oh, Frank. Uh, oh, I feel really upset for you him. Love yeah, ER. I've got a bilious feeling. It's <laughs> <laughs> come back. Hey, we need to talk about the BAFTAs as well. Did you watch the other that? Prince? That's more up your straws, Frank. Let's I be did, honest. I did watch the BAFTAs. Yes. Did you like? The other Prince was involved, wasn't he? Well, because he was. So it was a terrible incident. Tinny, tinny temper. <laughs> <laughs> tinny temper. Well, if he's going to insist on misspelling it, then he, uh, he gets called Tinny. He's called Tiny. All right, Tiny okay. Temper. He uh, high fived the uh, future king. Well, he actually, to be fair, the. Prince William high-fived him. Oh, really? Oh, he, did it he, now? Oh, I don't know about no, that. No, I thought he got the high-five right, and Tiny Temper sort of grabbed his hand. <laughs> you know when when you have that terrible combo of some one did person high-fiving? He sort of grabbed the hand. <laughs> oh, no. He grabbed, he, he grabbed the raised flat hand. Oh, yeah. But also, had he been singing, you know when they go a bit dry your eyes, mate, and a bit ballady? Mm-hmm. Had he been doing one of those, but it was all a bit all you sucker MCs? Yeah. <laughs> I don't oh. know if it was appropriate. Oh no, it was. I loved the ceremony, though it I have to say, because I like to see the frocks. You see, and for me, a lot of black frocks this year. Well, well spotted, Alan Cochran. Thank you, Cochran. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> a lot of black, and a lot of men wearing black and white and a black tie. Brangelina, <laughs> black tie, do. Brangelina, Brangelina, Brangelina <laughs> pretty little thing. Brangelina dance. Brangelina sing. Brangelina Singh was a girl I went to school with. <laughs> yeah. Frank, if they were friends of yours, you could have that when they rung you. That could be like oh, their incoming yeah. tone. Oh, exactly. Good. I, I imagine their ring, their ring is a pair. <laughs> yeah. I, I don't know. Well, ring. their dress is a pair. I think they share I a phone, ring yeah. in the ring. Was... I always said worn one suit. One <laughs> big suit, one big black tie suit. One rabbit onesie. Walked in like madness, you know, <laughs> synchronised walking. That would have been great. It's time they embraced the humour of their relationship. What do you boys think of that? As men, um, <clears throat> I felt the woman in the because they had matching tuxedos designed by Sanora, No, and they had, this was uh, someone else. I'm what, sure. What? I'm sure, his was somebody else's. Oh dear! Blimey, what, <laughs> what, what's happened to him? <laughs> You've been drinking out of out of Wintour's <laughs> Well, I thought he looked magnificent, and I was surprised when Did he you? said that she was 39 and he was 50. Brad Pitt's 50. Get away. He looks good. He looks amazing. Oh, c- hold on. He oh, looks no. hot oh. off the press. Oh, he looks, <laughs> Brad he looks Pitt gorge. Looks good. Oh, yeah, Brad Pitt. Come to think of it, he's quite a good looking lad. Gorge. Yeah. <laughs> Who knew? That's never struck me before, I must say. It's re- it really struck me looking oh. at those pictures. Looks I do, yeah, but you know what? I don't know if I'd want to go on holiday with him. Don't, don't you? <laughs> I don't know if they'd be sizzling conver- conversationally. Well, I think they're no. quite bright. Do you? Yeah. What Does about she Dame still Judy? Wear a file of a Dame Judy t- had the um, tapestry scarf. Jenny Murray. Dame Judy looked absolutely furious. Not to be the best actress. I mean, <laughs> abs- honestly, I thought she's going to break a bottle on the table in a minute and say, "You better not come anywhere near me." With a 
She looked oh, as angry as anyone's ever looked about anything. Oh dear. Well, you've got previous with her after <laughs> the Ivy, which I still think you misinterpreted eyes. that. She looked like she'd eschewed the offer of wine and said, actually, can I just have a Sarsons malt vinegar <laughs> before <laughs> they announce it? She looked, honestly. This senseless feud has got to stop. <laughs> <laughs> turn up hate it when they don't turn up yeah they should i just think up. don't give it to them if they don't turn up there's people there that would love that i agree award. i yeah. i turned up i was offered rear of the year uh, the year oh, before, on a very similar note the year before <laughs> i won it i was offered rear of the year and, and i couldn't make the ceremony and they withdrew the offer and gave it to richard fairbrass <laughs> did they yeah what was he um oh, i'm too sexy hang, yeah. on, does he, <laughs> hang on hang on hang on does he know that now Oh, well, does I, he already I don't know? Think, I don't think he listens, does he? I, ma- I imagine it's a, a light Richard riser on a Saturday. Don't tell him, because that's not going to make him feel it's, good. He I was, think he's up late on a Friday yeah. night. He could have told us that off yeah. air. He was, dan- blushes. he was dancing to high energy at 3am <laughs> this morning. <laughs> <laughs> I think we can safely say he won't be, uh, he won't be listening. Can I ask you a question about Richard Fairbrass? Um, not something I ever thought I'd say <laughs> on this show. <laughs> Does he wear the trilby, if you know what I mean? Does he have to wear the trilby, or was there choice involved well, there? Well, he was always bald, though. Well, that's what I mean. Yeah. Was there choice? Um, think, you can mull it over. Okay, thanks. Um, mull it over. Yeah. Um, can I just say, Prince, uh, Prince William made mm. a, a classic comedian's error. Oh, uh, what's that? Well, if you're a comedian and you're on later in the bill, it's it's very wise to watch the earlier comedians because they're liable to do a joke, yeah. especially topical stuff. They're liable to do a joke and then you'll do a similar joke later and the audience feel let down. Mm-hmm. And very early on, Stephen Fry, one, one, might, have say, one might say that Stephen Fry um, should have left this joke to Prince William. But anyway, he went on mm. and said... Um, Helen Mirren is here this evening and she's with her um, with her grandson and it was a joke about Prince oh, William yeah. being there mm. and then Prince William came out after oh. and said oh the woman I uh, I, pros- I, I should call her Granny yeah. and you can tell oh. the laugh was ha 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 rather than people think we've already had that it joke. was a bit we someone laughing at Kim Jong-un's jokes it's terrible mm. <laughs> there used to be a comedian called Owen O'Neill I remember he arrived at the uh, was he, he Irish? Yeah, he arrived at the comedy store and he was on before someone else and they said to him, are you doing anything about Salman Rushdie? And he said, w- what can I do? <laughs> <laughs> Which I always liked. <laughs> the Frank Skinner Show. Listen live every Saturday morning from 8 on Absolute Radio. Uh, this is uh, Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio with Emily Dean and Alan Cochran. Text us on 8 12 15. Because you're good at it. We know that from the past. Uh, or you can follow the show on Twitter, Frank on the Radio, or directly email us to the Absolute Radio website. Do what? That was a bit, um, that was a bit William Hartnell. <laughs> 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 so we need to, need to move that, 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 that. Anyway. Why did he get his words wrong, well, William today, Hartnell? Well, because telly was virtually live in those days. So they used to record like a 15-minute chunk I love and they just have to do it straight through. So if you fluffed, it just stayed in. Oh, so those um, were the days. Yeah, but it was tough. On uh, he was fifty three, which then it's like in, in new money that's like eighty eight. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> okay. Okay. 
Um, We're not allowed to talk about Doctor Who, I remember, in the middle of all that. <laughs> we can occasionally. Yes. I see Doctor Who every week. I can't I can't go into I any see further. dead people. <laughs> can we um can we go into email corner? Because yeah. I missed you there last week. Okay, we go. I listened to it last week with mm-hmm. the uh, let why don't you do blankety blank. <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah. Made me think maybe we could do a live and do this show live. What about that? What about it? <laughs> Speak to my people. <laughs> <laughs> Also, mm. sorry, I want to go back to last week. Yeah. Just to prove Uh-oh. I was listening. Uh, blankety Blank. Mm-hmm. The, the theme tune. Yeah. Blankety Blank, Blankety Blank, Blankety Blank, Blankety Blank, Blank Blank, mm-hmm. um, etc. What did one man did one man write that, or did one man write the music and <laughs> someone else write the words? <laughs> I don't know, but I'm... if I'd written the music, I'd be a bit miffed about having to give half the money to a bloke who'd just <laughs> gone blankety-blank, blankety-blank, blankety-blank. Yeah. Do you think it was the same person? I think it must have been. And also, if I'd come up with the title of the show, I'd have yeah. thought, well, not, shouldn't I get the words? Didn't the, the they have lyrics? any other lyrics? Oh, they had Supermatch Game. I can't imagine... Yeah, true. I can't imagine that the title of the show was come up with for the music, and then they applied the show to it. Yeah. Surely yeah. they had the show format of blankety blank first i just think as as, as lyrics go mm. yeah it's you know, uh, could, could do could do better it is sparse <laughs> i'll grant you that could, could do better <laughs> there's not enough doing words in there as we would say to my son you need some more doing words oh, and describing that? words and all that sort yeah, of yeah that's a very good thing to say Anyway, we are okay. in email corner. The eagle has landed. Well, we're in email corner, but Tom is still insisting on referring him to himself as five seven one. Nice prisoner style. Um, Who did, is this? Is Tom, who's the sender of the email? Okay, but, but he's still using the five seven one moniker. But I, I'm I'm happy with that. Yeah, I like that. Uh, dear Frank, Emily, and Alan, regarding Frank's great dislike of the film Donnie Darko, we've yes. established already that you don't like this film. He's your prince, isn't he? Um, well, it's, it was. It wasn't. I was harsh on the film mm. because so many people said to me, oh, God, you gotta, you'll love it. Mm-hmm. You'll love it. That mm. was the problem. And you didn't. To the point where he was offended by those that recommended the film to him. Yes. I think it's probably likely that the film only reminded people of Frank because the weird giant rabbit man in the film is called Frank. Oh. Therefore, he seeped into their subconscious. Just a theory. Long-time oh. reader, first-time writer, Tom. That's, what do you think of that? That's what... People keep telling me, oh, there's a, there's a drugs helpline I'd really <laughs> like. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, that's Similar, sort of I've noticed makes a lot sense. of people recommend films with Alan Alder in them to me. Do they? Mm. Yeah, I wonder if it's an Alan thing. Alan Cumming. Yeah. I always get Emmanuel recommended to me. But he's Alan. <laughs> Nothing <laughs> to do with my name, though. Is he Alan, though? You're Alan. That's right, You'd yeah. need Alan Armstrong, Oh, would, you? yeah. I oh, need yeah. a Welsh Alan, don't yeah, I? Yeah, it's what you need. Um, it's... Uh, you know what, though? I, I'm thinking maybe I should give Donnie Darko a second chance. Because what? I was oh, yeah. so... I was more tied up in how people uh, view me that I thought, you know, that was what I was worried about. But in fact, it, I should have just judged it on the film. And I'm all for giving things a, a second chance. Yeah, but I just... I think it's the people that like that film that mm. I object to. It's a lot of men in black eyeliner. Yeah, but... Second, that like the go to that film, oh, isn't think? it? But, yeah. I mean, I remember the first time I tried on uh, trainer socks. It's a bit science geeks, that film. Trainer socks. Trainer socks. I put one on yeah. and I thought, I hate that, it looks terrible. You mean the shortened socks? Yeah, you know, the trainer socks the ankle, that don't show it? above the trainer. Yeah. Mm. Put a pair of, and I, I put one of them on and I thought, no, never. Uh-huh. Put the second one on and I thought, 
That's, they actually look all right. <laughs> yeah. It's all about giving giving things a second chance. It's like eyebrow threading. Yeah, yeah. Eyebrow I, threading. First time I just thought this is torture. Right. Second time I thought this is torture, but I look great. Yeah. So yeah. I stuck with it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, mean, I mean, there's so many things in life where one thinks this is torture, <laughs> but I look great. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I say, anything that makes you look great is torture, basically. <laughs> is it? Yeah. Isn't it exercise, surgery, dieting? Mm. Oh, yeah. Waxing. I mean, I thought after my first Going full body wax, really I would never do it again. But Oh, yeah. I I think you... I mean, I didn't want to say it at the time. I I, I didn't think it, was, it, it suited you, the full body wax. Tell you what, it's fixed the belly button fluff problem, though. <laughs> it really has. Yeah, but I just thought you looked... You looked synthetic. I, I've said it. I think I'm more streamlined, though, the way I move faster. Oh, well, I, I, don't, I didn't hear any of your usual swishing. <laughs> <laughs> Corner we, for a while. We certainly stopped off there. I've got out the car. Um, Let's put it that way. Hello, Frank. I've got my legs all out. Oh. Mm. Out of the car. <laughs> uh, hello, Frank, Emily and Alan. I'm a long-time reader, first-time resident of Email Corner. Oh. There was some chat on the show a few weeks ago about stepping on things after Frank stepped on Duplo for the first time. Yes, yeah. I, I think I talked about my mate, um, auntie, who stepped on a three-pin plug, stepped off a chair yeah. onto oh, a three-pin plug. Oh, yeah. This is a daily occurrence in my life as I work at a community centre with young children. However, this is nothing compared to what happened to me whilst I was working as a summer camp counsellor in California. It almost needs a dun-dun-dun there, doesn't it? (laughs) I like this, that summer camp in California. It's gone Mm. very Charlie Brown. I was the only counsellor, 22 at the time. 22's not old enough to be a counsellor, is it? You don't know enough about the world to counsel, I don't think. I agree. I'm going to say it. Living with a cabin full of 16-year-old girls, and we didn't often clean up this is, after this ourselves. This is a woman, is it? That's this is Lindsay from okay, Toronto. Thank God. Well, Lindsay S-A-Y, so jury's out. Oh, OK. Uh? Um, one day, while running out of the cabin late for a programme, I stepped on an upturned hairbrush with metal bristles that was lying Whoa. on the floor next to my bed. Whoa. The metal bristles pierced the sole of my shoe and went about an inch and a half into the bottom of my foot. Wow. I fell to the ground and, against better judgment, immediately attempted to pull the hairbrush out of my foot. It took two girls to accomplish this. I spent the next three weeks on crutches and had to be rushed to hospital for a tetanus shot and for a medical professional to examine the 10 to 15 puncture wounds on my foot. I would rather than ask them to pull it out, I'd say, can you put another one in the other foot? (laughs) And can someone get Ravel's Bolero up on Spotify? (laughs) (laughs) And I would give them a glorious demonstration, ending with me lying full-stretched on the the floor. Mm -hmm, With bleeding feet and two hairbrushes sticking out of them. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's interesting. It doesn't... Does it sound painful? I'm sure it is painful. It does, oh, it does to me, to me. Yeah. Anyway, carry on. She says, thank... Or she, or probably... Probably she, I think. Thankfully, I avoided infection and have lived another two years to tell my tale. Congratulations. <laughs> I like the lack of total optimism. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> so far, so good. Never will a metal-bristled brush be tolerated in my presence again. Oh, strict. Mm. Thanks, Lindsay, 24, Toronto. P.S. Bieber's Homeland says hello. And Emily, you are a ledge. Oh, thank you very much. You are a ledge. Yeah. Certainly got it late. <laughs> <laughs> I am. Um, I'd imagine that if you stood on a hairbrush mm. and it went through, you get that wad of, you know, that wad of hair. 
Oh yeah, oh, yeah. that'd be a nice cushion though. Yeah, oh. I'm wondering if, if this uh, this was how Nike Airs were invented. <laughs> like it's, it's like Nike that. Air Max. Perhaps they were originally called spiky hairs. <laughs> yeah. And then someone said we can't really. Do you know, I have so hair. much of that lying. I spend all day doing that, getting it out of hairbrushes, and yeah. I could actually oh. stuff cushions with the amount of hair that I gather. Well, if you gathered it, you could sell it for uh, for wigs. They oh use yeah, horse hair. Isn't oh it? yeah. How dare you? <laughs> Horse hair in wigs. Horse well, hair. Well, for horse wigs. No, it's, isn't it horse That's hair it. that they use? Emily will know. They don't use horse no. hair no, in they... wigs. What are you talking about? I thought they used horse hair in wigs. No, they don't use they? real people hair. Do they? We'll discuss it off air. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, it's quite a big, quite a big business. Uh, real people hair wigs. Mm. Is it? Oh God, I've got a business card somewhere. <laughs> Absolute, absolute, absolute radio. Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. We just had some clarifications through regarding horsehair wigs. You know, Alan said he thought horsehair yeah, but went you know into what? wigs. I, I didn't go away thinking, oh, I wonder if he's right. <laughs> I went away thinking, why did he say that? Well, thought, in fairness... Wigs were made of horsehair. It's, it's, it'd be it, rough. I didn't course. In fairness, it's not rank stupidity because... Claire Tompkins says... Horse- I never said it was rank stupidity. Oh, I, I did. Um, Claire Tompkins <laughs> said horsehair is for upholstering furniture. Um, someone called Brainy Chat says horsehair wigs are those ringlety things that used to be worn by lawyers, Alan. Ah. Actually, point of order, it's barristers who wear them, but never mind, Brainy Chat. I'm already thinking of writing a sitcom about mm. comedy cab drivers called uh, rank stupidity. <laughs> <laughs> I knew you would be. <laughs> I like that. Anyway, well, I'm glad we've cleared that up. Um, we should I, suggest, I suggested to Adrian Charles yesterday, oh, you yeah. know that we did um, Who Wants to Be a Millionaire? Mm-hmm. Know that you did it. I've got it on Sky Plus, never to be deleted. <laughs> and the thing, the one that we got wrong is what is a catafile? Uh, uh, sorry, catafiles go into sit, um, Catac- catacombs go- under which famous city? And we thought I thought it was Rome and it was Paris. Oh, oh it was no. awful. Like I said, save the lifeline, because we'll save it when we get to a million. Yeah. Oh, no. But um, I had an idea that we should do a documentary, me and Adrian, in which we go and investigate the catacombs <laughs> under Paris, <laughs> purely what? based on, the, on, on our sort of constant ongoing conversations about getting that question wrong <laughs> as a way of getting it out of our system. I think that's a great... That sounds like um, a star-led documentary in the making, doesn't it? Yeah. yeah, I like the idea. You're sort of Wallace oh, and Gromit of crew. the archaeology world. But going and doing it based just based <laughs> on get that question wrong, I'm million it nagging at us. Yeah. I, th- yeah. I think it's got a. Anyway. It's gonna. It's like your rosebud, both of you. Um, you keep my rosebud out of it. <laughs> <laughs> I showed it you once, and not for you to go on talking about it. Uh, we should move on to um, a story that has caught my eye. Um, yeah. Oh, I'm very, liking the sound of this. Very this close to my very, heart, uh, And Diamond on <laughs> Sky News. <laughs> well, it might it might not when I start reading it. But okay, uh, it's. Um, I, I, I'm tempted to say, have you heard the one about? But it's not a joke. It's absolutely true. There was a wedding brawl. You say, in, I am reminded of in me. West yeah. Yorkshire. Uh, which oh, began yes. over a pork pie. Police were called. A couple's wedding celebrations were interrupted by a brawl that is thought to have started over a pork pie. Um, and uh, 
30 or 40 guests were involved in the disturbance. There was a big fight. Oh and uh, I like that you're using my, the, uh, the disturbance. My favourite quote in it is, the bride was devastated, her dress was ruined, she had a lovely big white gown and it had beer and WKD all over it. <laughs> <laughs> I just that's, like, love... that's like when I stayed in the Arsenal team hotel. Oh, is it? Yeah. She had I, a lovely big white gown. I don't think that's ruined. Surely that's somewhat improved. Someone could have slurped that, couldn't they? They don't wear them again, though, do they? The big white gown. No, but someone... Well, depends. My mate who's really into <laughs> coffee, he quite often asks for a Your pour Your mate's over. really into coffee, yeah. George Clooney. <laughs> yeah, that's right, me and George. George Clooney! Me and George Clooney go way back. Um, he was in uh, Always and Everyone with me when I played Jason the Asthmatic. Uh, uh, but, uh, you know, my mate who's really into coffee, he has pour-overs. Have you heard about those? Where What's you, that? They basically pour it through like a muslin cloth or something. But that, this could be like an alcohol... Is he, is he strung out? <laughs> yeah, he's all druggy. strung out on caffeine. Um, this could be like an alcohol version where you pour beer and WKD through a mm. wedding gown and just slurp it off. I see. I think that'd be quite nice. Be, it might be a nice ritual on the wedding night <laughs> to do, yeah. drink stuff strained through the, the wedding robe. Lovely. Okay. Was, uh, what, was uh, the, what was the dispute about the port pie? Well, I don't know, it? but can I tell well, you, the groom... I told you don't get trellis top. <laughs> <laughs> Frank, the groom had a shaved, a shaven head, oh. and we know where we stand on these shaven-headed people. I'm all right with shaven-headed people. I bet there was so an entire guys, uh, table that was just devil dogs sitting on their own. <laughs> 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 with just dog food on that table, that's my theory. We'll come back to this wedding, I think. You're listening to the Frank Skinner Podcast from Absolute Radio. Want your Frank fix a little sooner? Listen live every Saturday from 8am on Absolute Radio. Across the UK on digital radio, mobile apps and in London and the South East on 105.8 FM. Absolute Radio. Come on offering to do the photography, Amanda, for you if you go to the catacombs. Nice. Included her website. Doing the, the lighting's going to be tricky down there. She yeah, but you and Adrian enough, aren't though. difficult to light. No, I don't know. You don't, if you write, if you light Adrian wrongly in, a, in an oh, underground cavern, that's going to be like Phantom of the Opera. Oh, don't be horrible. <laughs> no. He loves it, really. Oh, does. Um, I've been trying to get to the bottom of what happened in this fight. <laughs> and, uh, Thank. Sorry. And uh, apparently, it all started with a water pistol, and then a pork pie got thrown. Oh. I didn't realise it was a thrown pork pie. I thought the whole thing was about the wrong pork pie. Somebody going, I asked for gala pie, you know, the one with yeah. the slice of egg in it. Why no. would anyone fall out over carbs? Awful. <laughs> pork pies mainly protein, well, surely. Well, oh, have you seen a pork pie recently? There ain't yeah. much meat in it. Oh. Yeah, I think you're very you're taking the word pork very literally. Yeah, yeah. there's a lot of pastry. If someone throws a pork pie, there's going to be trouble, isn't there? Yeah, mm. they're looking for bother. Well, you know that shaven-headed groom that I spoke of earlier yeah. with some contempt, even Surname, though I've never met him? Surname Barraclough is good northern look, yeah. isn't he? His quote was, it was a brilliant day, you've got to expect a punch-up at a wedding. <laughs> yeah, he took it well. <laughs> yeah. Little insight into his soul there. Well, I wonder if Chinese people read this story and think it's about time they started throwing their own food at weddings. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. There's what? also a... a a nice bit where the uh, the venue gave them their deposit back because the fight broke out. Now I just think that's incentivising fights for other people that go no, there. No, I yeah. I thought the couple had given their deposit back to the venue to no. say to say that they were sorry about the fight. That's what I, that's how I understood it. 
Well, it says here we gave the bride and groom if their Ryan, deposit back. If Ryan Barraclough's listening, maybe he could text us in and put us right on the facts. <laughs> it says here we gave the bride and groom their deposit back as a gesture because they were so upset. And then... Uh, oh, well, well, then I've... Then they weren't ta- upset. I've made the most terrible error. It's quite a petty thing to fight over, though. Isn't it? The old well, if you pie. got it by a pork pie, you'd be up and fighting, let's face it. Yeah, it's like John Prescott, isn't it? He got hit by an egg and he went. He lashed out. It's the same thing. If I didn't take much for him to lash, though. Someone throws foodstuffs at you, they're not making an omelette. If it had been a posh wedding, I could have understood you, because someone could have said you have to throw the bouquet, and they could have thought you have to, you have to throw the poke poke pig <laughs> 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 they could have thought they'd said that and it'd just be a genuine misunderstanding no 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 not the poke pay. <laughs> the poke are too late there's trouble yeah Giles Giles are you back thank god, back. <laughs> thank god. imaginary friend Giles I know you've got a bad back but can you sort this out I mean, I'm going to go out on a limb here and say the one thing we do know about this wedding is perhaps that it was not a posh wedding. That's no. my guess. No, that is, yeah. that is probably Mr. true. Club. Put it this way, I don't think they had uh, plasmol. Oh, yeah, placemats. No. None? <laughs> Google it. I can't get far enough down the food chain. Um, I once had an argument with my brother about uh, the preparation of pigs in blankets. That seems Did pretty you? petty looking back on it. Did you really? Yeah. He wanted to uh, prep them in the dining room on the table that they were going to be served in. And I said, it's basic food hygiene. And I think when you're saying it's basic food hygiene about pigs in blankets, you're probably... Yeah. I, you know, I think at this way, then, it was arguments about the preparation of devil dogs in tuxedos. <laughs> absolute, absolute, absolute Radio. Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. This wedding, they did, they did essentially fall out over carbohydrates yeah. with a small amount of protein in it, mm-hmm. which is a curious thing to have a row about. Well, whether they rowed over it or whether it's because someone threw it, I don't know. As it says in the article, they had been drinking since two p.m., which <laughs> it says as if it's that remarkable. And I think, <laughs> yeah, it's a wedding. That's surely that's quite a night stuff. <laughs> yeah, what, yeah. yeah. what happened? Did they sleep in? Yeah. <laughs> and, the, and the other thing, when I used to go to weddings as, as a young man, we were just topping up the amount of drink we've had the night mm. before, which people now stagnates happen like oh. three months before. And yeah, there's no element of danger attached to them. It's depressing. Yeah, and. Uh, you don't get that long stream of urine coming from the back of the church. <laughs> People used to go around the back of the church. It used to all come around. So it's on all the wedding photos of the 1970s. <laughs> it's where people have been to the side of the church and then all the urine has run round to the front. Oh. Like, as if like an enormous train of urine coming from a, a mystery bride who's waiting in the wings. I love 70s wedding. All those women with terrible hair. That's true, of course. Mm. Um... But, Frank, when I read the story, I did think, don't take this the wrong way, but it did remind me of you a bit. Because, no, but you do tend to, you do get sort of knocked over little things, don't you? Oh, dear. <laughs> no, but you, you do a, sometimes, Who right? was it was who texted in once and said you are a... You must you have been, a you've always been a bit of a git. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I had, um, I had, uh, I was in Paris. Oh, how my, are we going to keep you down on the farm? Yeah, and, um, and my... A uh, girlfriend said, Kath, said to me, uh, so what colour was your... What's the natural colour of your hair? I said, well, you can see, can't you? She said, well, no, it's just, it's grey now. <laughs> and I said, well, it's not all grey, is it? And she said, yeah. And I oh. said, no, you, no, you can still see. 
you can still see some of the originals. She said, no, it's completely Some of the originals, like the original band lineup. <laughs> and I, I thought, I, I remember thinking to myself, has she had a mental breakdown? <laughs> <laughs> and I honestly thought, and this is true, it's terrible now looking back. I said to her, you know, I am afraid to sleep with you tonight in case you put a knife through my back. I think you've had a mental breakdown. And uh, she said, I can't believe you said that. Um, you, you know, I have to say, I'm with Kath on this. I know, but I'm not saying, look, neither of us were blameless. No. I'm, <laughs> but I'm just, I'm just, I said, look, this is difficult because I sound like I'm getting upset because you're saying I've got loads of grey hair. Yeah, but I'm just getting really upset with the facts. Uh, uh, you can see. I mean, bear in mind, this was five years ago or more. Right. So it was even uh, more of my natural colour showing than there is. Now. Why didn't you go up to a Parisian and ask their opinion? <laughs> Well, we were in. This was Pardon late. Monsieur. This was late at night. Monsieur. Vous. So um, she got me to text three friends <laughs> a text which we both agreed on, which it was not a leading question, Your Honour. And I texted it at about eleven o'clock at night. I texted three friends. You did compl- completely out of the blue. What colour is my hair? You did it. Yeah. <laughs> I, lo- I noticed not me. No. Because you know you'd get a big bite of the reality sandwich. And then we wait. But, you know, I know there's a lot of grey in it, uh, but you can see it, can't you? Uh, the original colour. I, I think I'm at the wrong side for this. I'm, I'm seeing Well, a anyway, lot. you could six years ago. Uh, when six we had, years ago, I would definitely have seen real... When we had this argument, real... real coloured hair. <laughs> real coloured so, hair. Um, horse hair. So we had... Text started coming back. They all said the same sort of thing, sort of mousy blonde... Right. With, with Did quite any of these grain. people say, why on earth are you asking me this? Uh, um, I think some of them did add that yeah. Yeah, as a post I think if I received that, I would just think, God, holidays are boring when you don't drink. <laughs> <laughs> I think that they, God, they'd think that... They're sending out texts about what hair colour they've got. They should I be would drunk in a bar in Paris, I, surely. Well, they'd think I'd had got drunk. <laughs> I, I now was both blind and had amnesia. <laughs> But it was that that was a difficult. We split up on the strength of it. Did you really? Yeah, but we did. We did get. Oh, uh, congratulations! Well done. Yeah, we got back together. Um. Frank. Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. Absolute Radio. You were telling us about some petty rows you'd had. I do want to discuss that, Frank. I'd like to park it, because I've just had a text in about Room 101. Can I say, the nice yeah. thing about having a petty round yeah. in, um, in oh. Paris oh. is it, it very much wasn't a petty row. <laughs> <laughs> Although it was a petty row. It was a, it was a row, 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 grand, a row grand. Tune in next week for more puns in French. Yeah? <laughs> yeah. I fell out with a friend, actually, I should say, and didn't speak to her again. Honestly true. Because we both liked Adam and the Ants. Mm-hmm. And we, I think you have to make a decision who likes who. That's fair enough. Yeah. She was Adam Ant. Mm. Route one. That what was, her what cr- was she adamant? Everyone has their cross to bear. <laughs> um, I went for Terry Lee. Mm-hmm. Okay. Which I thought was a more... I don't know. I didn't think you were even eight. Jeez. So, <laughs> <laughs> I thought a slightly more intellectual choice. Uh-huh. Yeah, well, whenever. It, that's like... Um, Fancy and David Baddiel over Rob Newman. Isn't it? Oh, no, but it is. It's when you're someone who's got a more sort of, you know. Uh, well, I, I think David Baddiel's much better looking. Alternative taste. Well, there you go. That's because you have alternative taste. I don't think anyone <laughs> would argue with that. 
Anyway, I went for Terry Lee, and fair's fair. We all know where we stand. Then Adam starts getting a bit too famous. She doesn't like it. Uh She decides she likes Terry Lee. Oh, no. And she announced it in front of a room full of... And she said she announced hers first. Oh, so suddenly you look like a plagiarist. Yeah. She said, I like Terry Lee. I said, no, you don't. I got really upset. I bet you did. I never spoke to her again. I think that one's all right. I don't Do you? Do you think that's fair enough? It's not petty. That's fine, yeah. Are you a petty man, Alan? No, but I seem to have, um, I have a pettiness area that is, uh, in-car hygiene, because I spend a lot of time driving, and so I'm trying to get the car clean. I don't know if you remember, I said that I was going to laminate the rules of no eating in the car on the show. So you're going to laminate <laughs> the car interior? <laughs> I thought you were going to laminate Mrs Cockrell. No eating in the car rules. The very next day, my wife said, I'm going to give the kids a croissant each. I mean, a croissant. <gasps> croissant that's, a, that's Ridiculous. That's just a crumb machine. So, yeah. I've, I've on occasions taken photographs of in-car I've mess. Heard that. I've heard that. <laughs> my, my wife left some chewing gum in a wrapper in, like, the, like, you know, the little well in between the car... Front seats. Oh, I'm the, familiar with Where you'd put a pile of change. Just yeah. a piece of chewing gum on yeah. top of a. At least I took it was a photograph. A I took a photograph and sent it and just it just said a new low dot dot dot. Did you? <laughs> so I think it brings out a pettiness in me. Oh, the man. car car hygiene. I, you know what? I think you're right. <laughs> yeah, I think I'm in the right. <laughs> you're listening to Frank Skinner's podcast from Absolute Radio. This is Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio with Emily Dean and Alan Cochran. Text us on 812... Oh, <laughs> I'm calling a bit William Hartnell again. Yes, exactly. <laughs> William, pass the... Uh, and I can't say he's most famous one on breakfast telly. Uh, breakfast telly? <laughs> oh, pathetic. He still thinks he's on telly, of course. 812.15 um, is the text oh. number. We'd love to hear from you. Or you can uh, tweet us at Frank on the radio. Or email us through the Absolute Radio website. Yeah. And they have actually sent a few texts in about um, petty arguments uh, based on the one you had. Uh, Hi, Frank, you accused me of being grey-haired at your show on Wednesday in Leicester Square. I explained I wasn't fully grey either. (laughs) Now, that was a man who was... That was me. He was a youngish man. (laughs) Actually, He he did look... um, If it's a man, I think it is. He was... um, Dan. Yes, it was Dan. Oh, he sounds he, lovely. Wow. Yeah, he really did. We stayed and brought it up. He was in denial. Oh, really? Dan Isle, that's his actual Was he a silver fox? He was called Dan, good. he was sitting in the aisle. Would he be nice no, for me? impossible. No, he was with a lady. Well, it doesn't oh. stop me. Um, Frank. Oh. oh, calm down. Yes, it does. Okay. Um, no, it doesn't. 567 has texted us about uh, Room 101. As the hardest working man in showbiz, this is yet another vehicle of yours. Yes. Hi, Frank Ems and Lecoq. How, how do you fit stand That's on that? That's all right. I'm fine with that. I've been watching Frank's Oblivion-based TV vehicle. Okay. I like that. In that we condemn things yep. to Oblivion. Mm-hmm. And ever since the first series, he seemed to struggle to pick the right lever of destiny for each guest. It's tricky. And hovers his hand over it before checking which is which. Frank, do the producers change the position each show just to confuse you? Would you care to elaborate? Well, obviously there's different guests each show, mm. but one of the problems is on the first series, they were incre- they broke all the time, <laughs> oh, those, those levers. And so there, there is some when I'm, I'm basically <laughs> pulling them back with just my thumb and index finger, like somebody <laughs> replacing their butterfly collection. Oh. So that it's so delicate. But, yeah, I just think it's... Um, I'm, you know, I'm so tuned into... Uh, 
what they're saying and mm. that I, I, I'm no good with mechanical things no uh, we've, on but the subject, I, will, I will try better on the subject of mechanical things we've also had a text from JD saying my company are doing a deal JD on Sports on, no my company are doing a deal on SM58s at the moment let me know if anyone needs an invoice oh yeah I'd like one nice I'll have one of those as well <laughs> <laughs> what are they? The, the microphones. microphones. Oh, okay. Pretty much the industry standard. Yeah. If you love I assume they were big white trainers if it was JD yeah. Sports. You all you, so, all you soccer MCs need one. in your time. Yeah, I don't really know the names of the microphones. We I argue about... It's not a good gig if I'm looking at the brand. <laughs> <laughs> we argue about which way the toilet roll should hang. My husband says it hangs to, when it hangs to the front, it makes the bathroom look smaller. Mm. I small think, bathrooms, big um, tiles. That's because men are used to having things hanging to the front in the in the toilet. That that's their that's what? their naturally. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, no, but I do believe I believe that psycholo- oh that's a goodness. psychological thing. I oh. honestly do believe that. <laughs> I feel sickened by it. There are so it's many true. sentences I'm trying not to say now. Yeah, elephants they always have the toilet roll to the front. <laughs> as well. Oh my well, god! You know, I'm not being rude. I'm just um, it's it's a Freudian point. <laughs> Mm-hmm. I'm not being rude, Bart. <laughs> yeah, Simon Cowell. <laughs> <laughs> this is Frank Skinner, Absolute Radio. Frank's been getting upset because we've been talking about the show last week. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, well, yeah, because I wasn't here, and I'm, I'm I know. Like, you know, when a kid's been ill and he goes back to school, and they're all saying that was great, wasn't it, with Mr. Smithers last week, and you feel like such a fool. I was just reminding the team of, because um, I didn't tell you the story about five, who gave me my worst review ever, which was they checked me out and then consulted as a group in a slight rugby huddle mm. and then looked over and went, actually, no. Nah. Oh, you're <laughs> what, kidding. Well, no. they elected a spokesman. <laughs> oh, well, they were wrong. Mm. Oh. Because let me ask you this question, where are they now? <laughs> yeah, five. Yeah. On, where are you? Yeah. Uh, uh, speaking of uh, reviews, actually, mm. I was um, actually no. I was in the West End of London mm. on my way to a, a gig, and I go past um, a theatre where uh, Twelve Angry Men is, oh, uh, is showing. Love that play. Yeah, Twelve Angry Men. It's the story of the making of the Dave Lee Travis calendar. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, no, it's it's a, it's a courtroom drama, you know, tense courtroom drama. It is. Uh, and um, they have, you know, they have, um, like, quotes from reviews hanging outside. Yeah. Oh, yeah, so. rolling in the aisles and all yeah. that. that. On kind the of edge thing. of my seat throughout and stuff like that, yeah. Suspenseful thriller. Mm-hmm. They only ever use that in reviews, suspenseful. Yeah, that's yeah. true, actually. Well, anyway, the the review that caught my eye as I walked past, the, past this theatre for uh, 12 Angry Men was topical as a knife blow. <laughs> oh, that was, no. What's this this that wasn't mean? your show, was it? No, topical oh. as a knife blow. <clears throat> yeah, Terrible. that seems like. What is a knife blow? Very mixed up, that. It is. What is a knife blow, and what's, <laughs> what's the nature of its topicality? Well, it sort of insinuates that there's been a lot of uh, knife crime recently that's in the newspapers. But you wouldn't call that a knife blow. No. If, if people being hit with the handles of knives. Yeah. 
Surely it should say something like as sharp as a knife's edge or... It should know. if they could make them. It didn't sound like it was picked from a big batch of very, very good reviews. That's a it terrible... It didn't like, like there was a PR guy. So, so what do you fancy <laughs> then? Excellent, brilliant, fantastic, <laughs> sharp as a knife blow. Best thing I've ever seen. <laughs> um, what's that last one? What, best thing I've ever seen? No, 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 before that. Sharp <laughs> as a knife. Yeah, yeah, we'll have that. Sure? <laughs> yeah, I really like it. <laughs> really? <laughs> I don't think that happened. I think it was rubbish, 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 sharp as a knife, blow, I suppose, yeah. sharp as a knife. Blow. I think it was just sharp as a knife, and it was written by someone called Blow, and his name's ended up there by the No, no, it's, no. Got, it's got the quote. Well, and this and is the know. other thing. Yeah? If it had been like The Guardian, you'd have thought, well, they've gone for a bit of an odd quote, but at least it's like a big... Mm-hmm. It's a sharp as a knife, blow, theatre cat. <laughs> oh, dear. <laughs> Well, I mean, you've had to trawl. You've had to trawl the internet to find sharp as a knife. Theatre Cat is so... Theatre Cat. Well, I tell you what, Theatre Cat is so one of my parents' friends with glasses on a lanyard, (laughs) isn't he? (laughs) Hello, Theatre Cat, can I help you? He or she. Oh, yeah. But... I mean, it's, it's, run, it's run for a while. I'm imagining it's all right, this play. Uh, Yeah, I think if it goes really well, they could make a film of it. That's a a good idea. But, um... What about my worst review? When an ex-boyfriend's brother said I look like Gloria Estefan. Oh. <laughs> Is that bad? <laughs> I was absolutely... I didn't get out of bed for four days. What, you, grief. You well, neither did Gloria Estefan, if I remember rightly. <laughs> <laughs> she was having a platinum spine flip fitted, to be absolutely fair. This is Frank Skinner. Absolute Radio. I had a review on Twitter. Posted a nice selfie of myself with my new bag. Um, someone called Paul has said, bag fab, shades too much, you're too pretty to carry off butch. <laughs> and he's put butch in the little um, commas. So I don't but, know what he means by that. Well, no, I had I aviator would, oh. shades, so they're a bit pilot, channelling a pilot. I, I wouldn't knock that, though. As okay. you know, I'm a great fan of the uh, sexy aviation female. Yes. Uh, aviation pioneers. But uh, he'd, too pretty to, and oh, nice yeah. I mean, t- I think it was Meatloaf who said two out of three ain't bad. Yeah, uh, yeah. And when you say I don't know what to make of that, I just think all you read in that is just you're too pretty, and just the rest can be la 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 <laughs> la la. Just that's all you need to take. I, out I of think that. Meatloaf had just had. He'd been in one of those, um, in all those places where you have the He-Man breakfast. Those, yeah. And yeah, and, and they put three on the table, and you can only manage two. I think that's where that song. <laughs> My friend interviewed Meatloaf once and asked him the question, I'm afraid. Oh, yeah. You'd do anything for love, but you won't do that. What was it? Do you know how many times I've been asked that? (laughs) He didn't like it. He didn't answer it, no. He said, listen to the lyrics. That's too too big a price. (laughs) (laughs) We never play Meatloaf, do we, on um, on Absolute Radio? You'd think he'd be Absolute Radio... um, Got time to play Police, but we've not played Meatloaf. It's curious. Yeah. Yeah. We also had a text in from Dandy Man. I mean, I'm glad we don't. Don't get me wrong. <laughs> I'm surprised we don't. Sorry. Dandy Man says, Morning, gang. It seems a bit weird sending this now, um, just because he's listening behind, I think. But I was listening to some old podcasts recently, and Frank said he sings a little tune for people's names. In case he doesn't already do it, I thought I'd suggest singing Matt Berry's name to the tune of Black Betty. Keep up the average work. No praise. Oh, yeah, that would work, wouldn't it? Yeah. Whoa, Matt Berry, Bambalem. <laughs> Whoa, Matt Berry, Bambalem. Matt Berry's rolling in clover. <laughs> Bambalem. Because of his numerous voiceover. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He's funny in the Vic and Bob thing. Seen that. He's funny. That's a funny programme. Yes. Something so nice about everyone. 
He's funny, funny, man. Yeah, he is funny. funny. He, weird, weird, he was in one of my favourite ever I like Matt Berry. of all time. But can we just find people to be horrible <clears> about? I uh, I received a stinging review when I um, stopped hanging out with my mate Stephen Payne when I was a teenager, and then someone fed it back to me that he uh, he wasn't hanging about with me anymore because all I wanted to do was listen to music and eat pizza. <laughs> Which I think... That's what... You were a teenage teenager. boy, exactly. Perfect. And all that's changed is that I'll probably listen to less music now, but I still love pizza. Actually, can I ask... Uh, we were talking about um, Prince. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I have a vague memory now, which one of our readers might be able to help me with, yeah. if, if you can't. Was there not a an award ceremony where Prince was either receiving... I think he was receiving an award, and he was really... Uh, there was a female presenter, and he was really rude. He sort of took the thing and didn't even acknowledge oh. her and stuff like that. Does that ring any bells with you? Oh, oh. does he not have a, in, in, his, in his contract that people don't make eye contact with him? Is that, oh, is he, is is he, that one of his things? Oh, probably. Well, James Gordon took a selfie of him on the stage. Oh. Yeah, well, I don't know don't what he would have made of that. His contract. I mean, the knowledge that is out there will come in, because uh, we've just had a text, 760, Frank, there are catacombs under Rome, I've been there. No, I know that. I know that, because like, that's that. why I guessed that. That's oh, why. I thought there was new information. It should have been Paris, though. I think it, th- th- that's, that, was that, that, that question was faulty, because the catacombs under Paris are not genuine You're catacombs. not seriously citing yeah. that this question was yeah. faulty, <laughs> so the catac- Seriously. The catacombs in the you question on who wants to be a millionaire <laughs> should have been inverted, inverted commas. You spent all, the whole of the last record talking about a pub quiz question that you'd got right that nobody had listened to you about. <laughs> yes, and can I say, that was, what, 15 years ago? <laughs> yes. I was at that pub quiz. It was 15 years ago. It's still seething. <laughs> Skinner, Dean and Cochrane. Together, The Frank Skinner Show. Radio. We've had an email in. I should explain, Frank, in your absence, Emily started a somewhat different type of text and email in. Oh, no. You know, when you're here, we do stuff like, have you ever had a row over a pork pie? Mm. Um, it's now changed somewhat to, um, have you ever been on a private jet? And no. <laughs> Can so, I could correct you, Shoney, yeah. when w- were you last on a private jet? When were you jet? last on a private jet? <laughs> Get it right. Dear Frank, Emily, Alan and Steve, if Hall's in the house, just a quick note to reassure Emily that some of your readers do have some private jet tales. After my first ever hitch, brackets trip, apparently that's what it's called, on an oil rig in the Sahara Desert in Algeria finished, myself and a co-worker were sent back to the main town of Hassi Mesoud? Mesoud? I don't know, but I'm glad he's reading this email, not me. I did wonder, to wait for the next (laughs) flight home, which was planned to be the following day. This was on the oil company's private jet, a G2, which seated around 10 to 12 people. Oh, I know know those ones. Oh, yeah, me too. (laughs) However, as we arrived at the airport (laughs) from the rig, we noticed the jet we expected to take the following day was on the ground. It had made a special flight out with some equipment. uh, Had it arrived oily? Uh, yes. Ah, <laughs> oh, very good. Lovely. Um, I love that, Frank. You all right? <laughs> Just laughing. <laughs> thought someone was draining a radiator for a second there. I bet um, someone is. Probably. Somewhere. Uh, Sorry, absolute radio it, listener to drain a radiator. It had made a special <laughs> flight out with some equipment, which meant the two of us were the only passengers, plus the pilot, co-pilot and steward. A grand leather seat each and as much San Miguel as we could as we wanted for the two hour flight to Madrid. <laughs> Being Sounds on a private brilliant. Jet. Sounds brilliant. I remember thinking that trips home don't get any better than this, and nearly twenty years later composing this from an office on a rig in the North Sea, they certainly haven't. Wow. 
sadly commercial reality set in from Madrid to London and we had to get back in line and turn right for the rest of the journey home. Oh. That is all, Jeff. Yeah, now, I think that's an amazing email, not just the uh, private jet journey, yeah. but the bit where he says, uh, composing this from an office on a rig in the North Sea, I had a moment of going, wow. We've, yeah. got, we've got listeners on oil rigs. It's amazing Not only that, but when, now, he said, when he said uh, an oil rig in the Sahara Desert. Yeah. So he's been in one in the Sahara Desert, one in the North Sea. That must be oh. a different sort of experience. I he think. gets about, He'd doesn't be he? nice for me, Over the course yeah. of 20 years. I've had a couple of private jet experiences just lately. Oh, Have you? Man. Yeah, it's an age thing, I suppose. What happened? I wet myself. <laughs> <laughs> Absolute. Absolute, Absolute Radio. Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. We need to talk about my damaging levels of uh, mind wandering. Uh, Tell me what's happened. Well, <laughs> I changed car last week, so I've been spending a lot of time searching for a replacement car for my old vehicle. Can I just say to you before yes. you do this uh, that the way you've got your headphones on is you've forced a sort of a. <laughs> of a I got spike. a bristle. You've forced a spike. You look like a novelty lighter. Oh, good. <laughs> You've just got a little pointy flame like bit of hair sticking I tell you off. what, you look impish. I mean, yeah, I'm enjoying do. looking impish because I don't do. think it's something I often look. I think I'm mostly look gormless mm. or gangly. Good, re- good reference, <laughs> Andy Impy, well done. I don't get the amp- Andy, I don't get anything today, do I? Oh, um, yeah. I'm not sure it's great radio if we talk about how no, I look, can't. though. <laughs> I'm sorry. Um, when yeah, does, so when does that ever worry us? <laughs> <laughs> so I've changed vehicle. No and one then, else seems to worry about great radio. No, no. true. Frank Skinner bemoans the state of radio. Not here, not absolute. No. We're the creme I, uh, de la creme. I, I've been on, on the Auto Trader app quite a lot, and then I finally <laughs> changed. Of course you have. I, I finally changed vehicle. If I, I said think I'd be free on, of it. Someone on the show is going to say, I've been on the Auto Trader app. Who will it, it would be? definitely be me. I love you. You're so, so normal. I've, I've changed. <laughs> I've changed He's car. Not, He's a weird mix. I am yeah. weird. He is a weirdo. Get this weirdo. Weird. I've finished. Uh, weirdo. I've finished with all that. I've changed the vehicle. Happy. And then the other day, I caught myself spending quite a long time thinking, maybe I should get a motorbike. Why? I'm always on the train or in the car. I mm. should be spending time at home. But I actually had a look on Auto Trader at motorbikes and thought. Well, I'm going to need to do the direct access course so that I can legally ride a, a oh, proper, no. powerful motorbike. Oh, you're not going to get a Harley. You know what? You know what it? stopped it. I was remember. It, was it Doctor Fox? <laughs> <laughs> I remembered that they need maintenance, and I can't be bothered. I just everything, thought. Everything I remember that they need a terrible personality to ride one as well. Oh, remember that bit? To, I'm going to have to pump the tires. Please, up. I I'm imagine have oily fingers. Surely, eighty-five percent of our listeners ride a motorbike. I don't think <laughs> yeah. you should have said that. We'll start getting textings now saying people people saying, "Oh, you." should do the direct access mode and then get a Honda CBF 600. I think you'd be like a nice that. person and still ride a motorbike on a motorbike. I do, I know several people. Really? Elvis, Elvis Presley and Roustabout. <laughs> oh, you're having to go back quite far to dredge one off, aren't you? Er- Eric was that 1952? Barry Sheen. Oh, we've got up to about 1980. Barry Sheen? Mm, mm, yeah. <laughs> I just don't Dave like... Dave Bickers. <laughs> no, <Who>? but... <laughs> he was a scrambler. Frank. Your motorbikes were quite trendy. They were a bit like horses. They were quite glamorous in the 70s and mm. 80s. And then it died out, and it went a bit Harley Davidson, get your motor running, dad in a denim jacket. I know there is an element of midlife crisis about it. There's no doubt about that. Yeah. I to say. You haven't been considering pointy sideburns. <laughs> Maybe next week when i Pointy sideburns is the new BBC drama about uh, gangsters <laughs> oh, yeah. in the West Midlands. <laughs> 
It's just, be careful, Alan. I'm not going to get one. There's no point in telling me, oh, they're dangerous and it's it rains a lot. Alan Partridge born to be wild. And also, I live in the northwest where it rains too much, so I'd just you inevitably do. be soaking everywhere. I'd just all oh, skid I, off um, it. Oh, nah. I daydream a lot, as, as I've fessed up on the show before. Oh, yeah. I have long and elaborate daydreams. On the toilet sometimes. Often on the toilet. Um, Off and on the toilet. Uh, yeah. I, um, <laughs> if I have one of my falls. Yeah. <laughs> now, I, I've started listening to podcasts on the toilet, which is... You know they say the smartphone oh, yeah. is killing daydreaming, you know this theory? Yes, I think that's a People a used very to sit and daydream and then they look at stuff. But my current one is that I... Um, I enter, uh, I'm young again, and I start playing tennis as a British tennis player. I get through the qualifying rounds to Wimbledon. You're young again. Yeah. Why are yours always like 1940s film plots? Well, because I can't, you can't, you can't enter British tennis age 57. (laughs) It wouldn't make make any sense unless, unless you're, um, Andy Murray's mom. Anyway, (laughs) I, um. So I, t- I turn up and I, I get, by a, a freaky thing, I'm drawn against Rafa, uh, Rafael Nadell in the first round. Uh-huh. Court, number one court. We don't make centre court because I'm oh, non-seeded. No. And I beat him in straight sets. He doesn't even win a game. And one of my things is that the, the outfits I wear, <laughs> I, and, the, and, the, and there's no sponsorship at all. I just get them from the market. I get like a white sports oh, yeah, top like from plain, the market. Plain. White trainers from the market. So there's no sponsorship. I've, I've even sanded the uh, a wooden racket, and I've sanded it so there's no wooden brand rackets. on it. Wooden rackets, nice. So, um, yeah, so it's, uh, it's, it's a daydream about glory, but it's, uh, in, in a way it's a daydream about... I daydream about being humble. That's what humility I daydream about. daydreams have got titles. Frank exactly. Skinner, Humility and Glory, brackets <laughs> exactly. Wimbledon. I daydream exactly. about walking into a dinner party wearing a killer coat. Nice. I'm afraid that's do it. You, do you daydream I ma- about that? I know that's what I imagine people going, oh, that coat looks amazing. Oh, isn't Emily lucky? <laughs> I daydream. I honestly dream that people say that. I'd love her life because <laughs> of the coat. <laughs> yes- Just because of the coat. Yesterday I was daydreaming about uh, turning up at the Brits with a backpack flamethrower. <laughs> <laughs> And, and then saying, uh, okay, just invoice me for Alex Turner. <laughs> absolute, absolute, absolute radio. Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. Turns out, Frank, we've got a shock jock in our midst. <laughs> and, uh, and that I shock know, jock. I'm wearing one. <laughs> <laughs> it's uh, wired up and apparently it will stop me smoking. Mm. That, that shock jock be uh, Emily Dean. Who <laughs> I think... Shock jock be Emily Dean? Are you medieval? <laughs> yeah, I think we both know that she's, uh, she's speaking with tongue firmly in cheek when she says things like that she thinks Prince is awful. And yeah, that, I don't know uh, if that. I think you mean <laughs> that. Motorcyclists are probably smelly. Uh, hi all, please inform the lovely Emily Dean I have a motorbike and I'm a very nice dapper person, oh. not a bad-tempered grease monkey. James from Tooting. That's just, that's the most broadcastable one yes. of the uh, texts we've had. I have unleashed. Can I just say, um, I stand by, no I don't stand by. <laughs> we've also had a tweet, what about friend of the show, Ross Noble, who rides a motorbike and he yes. is one of my favourite human beings yes. in and, the Newcastle area. And uh, my dear friend Adrian Child. Yes, and my friend, friend as well. So yes. I apologise to I think, Adrian, I, I apologise to Ross. rides a motorbike. I, I apologise to every He's man who clean. rides a motorbike, OK? They're all great. I went on the back of Adrian's motorbike <laughs> to um, Bob Dylan at the O2. 
I feel you should be wearing a bass because you're selling your story. <laughs> yeah. Dylan who? <coughs> Bob Dylan. <laughs> to Bob Dylan. Yeah. I thought the verb was to Bob there. Yeah, oh, okay. yeah what's going on? You've got mentionitis with Adrian. You're talking about yeah. every five minutes. <laughs> well, yeah, I'm, I'm plugging our new documentary. <laughs> <laughs> catacombs. Yeah, Catacombs by Bike. <laughs> In which we cycle beneath Paris. Oh, nice. <laughs> do you cycle? You don't cycle, do you? No. I have no, no problem with cyclists either. I, I do. love cyclists. I do. Okay. I'm going to say this. Cyclists. Oh, Frank, no, we've just got out of controversy corner. I used to associate cyclists with gentle, bright, bookish people. And they're like still Alan. there. Like Alan. No, they're still no. there. But what happened is we got no. good at it in the Olympics. Yeah. And the sort of blokes who used to play rugby, you know, think, yeah, that would, that would improve my thighs. <laughs> and now there's a bit of testosterone on the bike. And oh, I, I, so? I, I ache for the people in the duffel coats and the glasses who cycle. It's probably a bad time to mention that the reason I ruled out my motorbike daydream was that I remembered I owned three bicycles. Three. Not one, but three. No, but, you know, the, the good guys are still out there. Yeah. But um, I think we have to get together and, and get rid of the, the ones with the thick necks. They Can should never have been I on I can't bicycles. concentrate. I'm still reeling from some of these comments. <laughs> Can I just anything? read this one? Emily's com- <laughs> comment was unfounded. My friend Mike rides a motorbike and is a very nice man. Also, can you give Mike a shout-out as he was just released from prison? <laughs> Hi, Mike. Can I just say, call me. Yeah. I like the shout-out. I've got a picture of Mike now in it with his uh, clothes in a brown paper bag waiting outside to see if his wife turns up. I hope it's all well. Um, anyway, look, you know, these we all have our prejudices. That's it. But I just saying, get, get the bullies off the bikes. That's all I'm saying. And um, you know what? If the good Lord spares us and the creeks don't rise, we'll be back again this time next week if we're not run over by cyclists and motorcyclists the frank skinner show on absolute radio back saturday morning from eight tune in live for the full frank experience absolute radio